0: Free Kicks is up next. But first, take a listen to this other fine Opie show. I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. On the next Back to You. What happens? You know what? We're going to find out who <laughs> is Bubbly Wobbly. Do we have to go there? Yes. You've got my attention on that one. That's on the next Back to You with Howard and Steve. Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. Back to You and Opie Show. Only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. RadioMisfits.com. The following is a Tony Lozano podcast, an OPI show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Free Kicks. And now, Free
1: Kicks. Free Kicks. Free Kicks.
0: With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of
1: Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper.
0: Welcome to another edition of Free Kicks with uh, Rick and Adam. And it's our 50th show. Yes. They said it couldn't be done. (laughs) (laughs) And here it is. We have done 50 shows talking strictly about football or soccer. And um, it's one of our favorite subjects. I know. It's exciting. It is. Uh, You know. We've come a long way since we first started. Yeah, we we uh, when we first started, we thought we could cover the entire world, Mm -hmm. and we discovered that it's really not that. Yeah, it's not possible. So we focused on the Premier League and what's going on around here uh, in Chicagoland, and that's the focus of our show from now on. Right. Right. If you're a Premier League fan, check it out. We we drop as they say every Thursday Mm -hmm. on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Now, one of the things that we immediately do is we find out. What's happening on the pitch?
1: <laughs> Premier League football.
0: What's happening on the pitch? Okay, so big week. Um, we were watching the maybe two of the most exciting games I've seen. Yeah, of powerhouses against lesser teams, and both of the powerhouses were on the ropes. Right, and and these these uh, I I mean I'm a Liverpool fan, mm-hmm. but even I was kind of like. Hey, wouldn't that be kind of cool if Aston Villa, you know, squeaked out a point yeah. or something, not to be? No, I mean, <laughs> come down right
1: to the end. I mean, it was absolute craziness. Yeah. You know, they they talk about, and I know Liverpool don't doesn't like to have this comparison. I think we've mentioned this before: this Fergie time, this extra time that they get yeah. at the end of a game to score goals, but it seems like liverpool has it now and um, to score a goal right at the right at the death of yeah. injury time and to win the match when they were down and what a what a victory for them and that, that that tells you the mentality of the team tells you a little bit about the where the club is
0: and sets up a great weekend you know what also is it because they are just peppering the goals. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Even though they hadn't scored until the ninetieth minute or whatever when they got the first goal, eighty eighth minute yeah. or something. Yeah. You know they were pounding the goal. Right. They were they constantly had the ball on offense. And at some point you're gonna break.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's just like any team, and it, and it's happened so often. I've seen that even when I was coaching college. It, it's it always boils down to that last couple of minutes. Yeah, and it suddenly that's when there's always one good chance. Yeah, and the difference now is that Liverpool are scoring that chance, right. whereas maybe last year they didn't. Every every game is like that. I mean, you can look at the Chelsea game at the end as well. Yeah. Very similar. There was a chance right at the end for the other team. So all of these things happen.
0: Now, there was also a, a controversial VAR call in that Liverpool game. Yeah. And as you know, just a few weeks ago I was praising VAR <laughs> for having finally yeah. figured it out. I don't think so this week. No, it's it's goes back and forth in terms of
1: you know, is it working? Is it not working? Obviously, the English Premier League does things a little bit differently in the fact that the the referee doesn't go off to the side and checks the monitor, which is similar to what they do in the Champions League games. So that makes it a little bit more difficult, and so people are concerned that the decisions are being made upstairs without really knowing what's going on. And uh, obviously, that goal, whether he was offside by a another armpit oh, or whatever, yeah, just craziness. And that really could have changed the game, Yeah, you know, if if you look at it.
0: And at the end, when uh, Mane was fouled yeah. uh, and they got the penalty kicked. wasn't there a penalty yes. kick given mm-hmm. on that? Yeah. That was kind of a questionable one, you know, and I say that as a Liverpool fan. Yes, exactly. Very soft. Yeah. So it wasn't the best weekend for VAR, no. that's for sure. No, it wasn't. Well, let's talk about that uh, Man City game. Because they were playing Southampton. Now Southampton got crushed yeah. just the week before. We were talking about how it probably puts the coach on the hot seat. That coach, the Germ, the Austrian. Yeah. pardon me. <laughs> he uh, he got that team playing. Yeah,
1: I think it helped him. They played a midweek in the Carabao Cup, so yes. that was that was kind of nice. So if you couldn't prepare them after seeing a midweek, then they, you know they wouldn't have been otherwise prepared. But again, another close one. Yeah, you know, on the ropes again. But again, that mentality of. Man city coming through and uh so it gives you an idea these these two teams are just so far ahead of everybody else well
0: they're just so good mm-hmm. they're so good you know the man city game there was a pass i think aguero scored it yeah or, the pass was just so perfect mm-hmm. it was uh kyle walker a, yeah a beautiful pass beautiful goal beautiful goal and all all uh aguero had to do was put his foot out yeah that's right. Now. Most teams don't have a guy that can do that perfectly every right. time. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. He's a clinical finisher, Aguero yeah. is. Well, and the same thing with Carl Walker. He scores a goal as well. That's right. And
1: he's not the typical goal scorer. So, again, it's another sign of a good team because they're finding other ways to score goals. Uh, Aguero probably been, over the last seven, eight years, probably the most consistent Premier right. League goal scorer of all time. Yeah, that's probably uh, true. Just because he's he's so good and he's that type of a player, the fox in the box
0: as they call him. So <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, all right, so yeah, let's talk about your guys, uh, yeah. your young pups at Chelsea. because Why not? We're doing uh, all right. Another great week. Another good win. Now it got a little scary there at the yeah. end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ended up two to one, I think. Right, two
1: now. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and. Uh, Great save by the keeper from the keeper. Yes. So, yes. In the closing second, the last... Touch of the game. Exactly. Last game, and you know, they gave a free kick, and and this happens all the time. I see it all the time that free kick at the top, kind of at the corner of the box. Great delivery. And then they send the goalkeeper up. He actually got his head on it, Ben Foster. Yeah. And Kepa made a fantastic save to push it out, and then the the whistle was blown for a 2 1 win.
0: And Foster had a great game. Yes, he Uh, he, did. He is a Good goalie.
1: Yeah, very solid. I mean, you can see why he was an England goalkeeper there for a while, yeah. probably always on the fringes, right. but um, made some fantastic saves. Yeah. The one where he tipped it over off the, off the crossbar off yeah. to the corner just really kept kept him in, in the game to give him a chance. And, uh, you know, they were joking around that, uh, you know, he's had as many shots on target as a couple of the Man United players. <laughs> so
0: uh, that gives you an idea of how good he played. Well, one of those saves was uh, on a shot that. Uh, Christian Pulisic uh, took a head ball. That, yes. Uh, that's probably the one you were talking yes. about where they just tipped it right over. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Pulisic got another goal. Yep.
1: Again, fox in the box, you know, made yeah. a great run into the middle. Right place, right time. Nice
0: finish. And how about that pass from Jorginho oh. to ta- Tommy Abraham? Yeah. Unbelievable. That's one of the best passes I've ever seen. Yeah. First time. Fantastic. Curve of the ball. From yes. midfield. You know, perfect. Oh, it was yeah. just beautiful. Yeah, it was good. I'm a, I'm not a Chelsea fan normally, but I am rooting for this Chelsea team. I, they are fun to watch. I tell you, it, it, it's been a big topic
1: of discussion. I've heard a lot of things, even on the internet and on some of the talk radio. Uh, they're saying that Frank Lamp- Lampard has restored the soul of the club. You know yeah. that People are starting to like Chelsea. Chelsea's been one of those clubs where... You either love them or hate them. Right. It's a bit like a junior high teacher. You either love doing it
0: or you hate doing it. Well, I mean, they're owned by a Russian oligarch. Exactly. They would spend a ton of money on just getting the best players and putting them out there. And, you know, they weren't likable players most of the time. That's right. That's right. And now these are these young guys that came up through their academy. They're building it the way they should be building Mm -hmm. it. And all this time they've had these academy stars that they just never played. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and and really, you know, people say, well, he was forced to do it because of the transfer ban. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe he would have done this. We just don't know. But he's got people to like Chelsea, and that's really nice because (laughs) people didn't like Chelsea for a long time. People who have maybe even Tottenham fans,
0: Arsenal fans, are like, yeah, I can actually like this Chelsea team. Well, let's talk about the Tottenham game because uh, Tottenham is in trouble. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, they are not looking good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they are in danger of entering into the relegations. They're like in 14th place or something like that. Yep. And Harry Kane was sick, I guess. Yep. so He yep. couldn't play. Yeah, he was out. And then Son, uh, who's a great striker. Ha, has a commits a foul. That mm. was a pretty gruesome foul. Yeah. And maybe one of the grossest injuries I've seen. Yeah, it, it was, was a so tough one. gross that they yeah. wouldn't even show the Yeah, replay.
1: exactly. It was a tough one. I mean, it was definitely a foul. I yeah. think worthy of probably a yellow card. Right. Um, but I think the after effect of how when his ankle twisted and everything afterwards was probably not his fault. And really the aftermath of that was terrible. You know, it, you could yeah. see how he felt so bad. Right. And I think it was a rough call that the referee had was gonna give him a yellow and then he ended up giving him a red. Well the VAR of, told yes, to do exactly. that. exactly. So yeah. that was where again another yeah. VAR controversy. Was that worthy of a red? Probably not. Yeah. In the fact that it was it was a bad foul, but you could his son is not that type of
0: a player. You and like tell. you said, once you see the replay you realize that it wasn't the foul that created the injury. Yes. I mean, it made him, you know, stagger a little bit. Right. But it was the way he landed. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. It, makes you crin- it, it still makes me cringe. I mean, the players were like vomiting. They were yeah. so grossed out. By imagine how gruesome that was. Oh, well, absolutely. So I think it was a dislocated fracture
1: Oof. is what it was. Um, there was some talk about, you know, he's going to have a long, this is a long term injury. It's going to take him a long time to get back from this. This is probably, he's looking at nine to 12 months yeah. in terms of recovery. Um, so just a, and just he was an awful, somebody
0: they brought in for big bucks. Yeah. In the season, yeah. Like. He was
1: definitely a player that was hoping Gomez. that they could impact Portuguese. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Gomez. But, you know, it's, it was a tough one. But like you said, you know, it was, it it, other uh, as, as frustrating as the game was, you know, that was, unfortunately, that's the biggest talking point of the game because right. really nothing happened in the game. Well,
0: it was a terrible game. Yeah, I mean, I watched the entire game because it was the only game on <laughs> Yeah, that's Sunday, right. And it, it was boring. <laughs> I mean, those teams suck. <laughs> I couldn't believe how
1: bad they were. Yeah, yeah. Both teams going in the wrong direction right yes. now. You know, I think Pochettino is probably dealing with... The fact that he doesn't have any kind of uh, input in terms of new players coming in. Right. And I think Everton, the Silva, just, he's just struggling to tr- find the magic within the team. So, yeah, two yeah. two teams that are kind of going in the wrong direction, unfortunately.
0: And Tottenham still has a lot of talent. Yeah. Um, and you can just tell they're not tapping into it. Like Ericsson, you know, he's a great player, but mm-hmm. he's going through the motions. You yes. can just tell he Yeah, is. yeah. Yeah, Which he is, said he
1: wanted to leave earlier in the season, so yeah. I won't be surprised if he's gone in January.
0: So yeah, some some things have to change for those groups. So you know, sometimes when a big player leaves, it helps. Mm-hmm. Like I'll give you two examples from recent years. Yeah, uh, when Coutinho left mm-hmm. Liverpool, I was like, oh my god, I can't believe we're losing our best player. Yeah, and they became a much better team after he left. That's true. Chelsea lost Hazard. Yeah, you know what I mean. A, and he's not doing that great, by the way.
1: <laughs> right, I know, I know. Uh,
0: and and you were upset. Oh,
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, he he was great for Chelsea. I he mean, was. In a lot of ways, he was Chelsea. And I, yeah. he's still regarded, highly regarded. But in some respects, too, it was probably a good thing. Like you yeah. said, because the younger players came through, we wouldn't have gone through this whole kind of
0: rebirth in terms of the team. Right. Well, let's talk about rebirth because there's a team out there that uh, um, is – Impressing everyone coming out of mm-hmm. nowhere. I think both of us picked these guys to be relegated yeah. this year. Sheffield United. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just promoted to the Premier League. They are now in sixth place. Wow. And now you and I have been talking about how they have a formation that's unusual. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could explain, because I was trying to explain it to my son and I failed miserably. <laughs> explain the difference in their system.
1: Yeah, so, the, so they basically play a 3 5 2. And so with this formation, which is very interesting, is that they overlap with the three backs, with the two outside backs. So what ends up happening is those players, when the ball goes out wide to the outside midfielder, who's part of the five, so they have three central players that basically sit in the central midfield. Whenever the outside back um, starts moving... basically overlapping because they're trying to create two v ones on the outside when they overlap the one midfielder will drop back in to heap that three so what ends up happening is the players are transferring positions ah so that's why it looks like these overlapping backs are getting forward all the time and it would make sense that if you just left that person there no problem but because a player drops into that position, they have the cover. So the midfielder also has to play as an outside back. Gotcha. So that's kind of how it works. Which so, makes it
0: harder to defend. Yes.
1: Yes. So the the whole premise is to make sure that they create these overlaps, two v ones, creating these um, areas on the field where they can cause problems for the teams. And it's a it's. Very, very difficult to defend because these are outside, uh, these are basically central defenders pushing forward. Okay. But then the center backs and then the center midfielders will drop in.
0: Well, there you go. There's your explanation of a uh, a, a new system, which I think is going to be copied. By some yeah, I think class. you're
1: going to see more teams doing it. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right. We have to take a quick break. <laughs> Uh, free kicks we'll be right back this is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave on this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave woman bumps into her dead boyfriend the lady in red German hash funeral man my brush with Adrian Ballou and our celebrity guest Larry Potash all that in unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men Tony Lozano podcast and Opie production on the Radio Misfits podcast network radiomisfits.com Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, we sit down and have a wide-ranging talk with author, journalist, and producer Matt Avery. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Costable for part one of this very special episode of the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And we're back. All right, let's let's uh, let's explain the foreign tradition. Now explain that foreign tradition,
1: please
0: so I have a question for you that I'm mm-hmm. going to be asking because once again, my favorite thing about these uh British announcers is they'll they're they're very colorful with their language, <laughs> but also there's a couple of times they'll say something and I'll go huh yeah yeah but so let me first uh set some uh. Some Arlo adjectives out there. Arlo is the main announcer at NBC uh, for uh, the Premier League, and he had a couple of doozies this weekend. (laughs) And my favorite one was uh, during the rain game, and I think it was the uh, Everton game. Okay. The ball hit the uh, crossbar. Yeah. All right, and he said, you can see the droplets of water from the rattling woodwork, (laughs) which is just just a beautiful way to describe it i mean he's on tv yeah and he's still describing it so beautifully yeah right yeah yeah he also now last week we talked about uh the corridor of uncertainty yeah Uh, six yard box yeah this year this week he called it the avenue of angst (laughs) (laughs) which is also good uh a couple other quick adjectives velvet first touch velvet sumptuous (laughs) pass um and there was a funny Lee Dixon comment. Lee Dixon is the color uh, guy. Yep. And I, I get a big kick out of him because he's he's like wears his emotions on yeah. his sleeve. Yeah. And the one of the team, I think it was uh, Everton, they kept giving the ball back to Tottenham, and he said, "I cannot fathom this lack of care of the ball. He's your best friend. Never let him out of your sight." <laughs> your team know, was like getting really worked <laughs> up. Like, how are you giving that ball away? Right. Uh, and then he said something. Uh, either he said something or one of the other announcers said well that's thrown a spanner in the works (laughs) what the heck is that well a spanner in the works is basically it's completely
1: screwed it up okay so if you threw a spanner
0: what is is a spanner a
1: spanner is is basically um what is would be it's trying to think of the american it it's a uh, it's a tool it's a tool that you tighten screws with oh, okay only, yeah, like so a wrench like a wrench uh, yeah that's it i couldn't remember the okay, american yeah. word but um but yeah so basically if you threw a spanner oh it's like throwing a
0: monkey wrench into the uh, okay
1: exactly so if i sp- threw it into um, any type of mechanical thing ah it screws it up Okay. So that's what it is. So the spanner is the wrench, and there you go. Okay. So that makes more sense.
0: All right. That's good. All right. Now, <laughs> before we go to the next segment here, I've got to read this out of our mailbag. Okay. Love right. the mailbag. Uh, yeah. uh, here is the, uh, the quote. Uh, uh, Adam, agree or disagree? If David Beckham and Joey Barton had a love child, he would be Jack Grealish. <laughs> <laughs> Your thoughts?
1: Uh, I think you, I think it's spot on. To be fair, I mean, you got the tan, you got the good looks, yeah. and then you got the uh, the play, somewhat type, kind of typical play of Joey Barton. So I would—he
0: uh, well, was an Aston Villa player too, wasn't he? Yes, Joey he Barton? was originally. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He kind of he jumped around at quite a few clubs. Man yeah. City played a little bit for Aston Villa. You're absolutely right. right. Um, but yeah, he, he's that type of a player. I can see that he looks very much like him. Um, Jack Grealish is having a good season
0: as he well. Is. He's doing real well with Villa. He is. Okay. <laughs> so it's time for, I guess, that Premier League star. All right. This is a game where you can play along at home. Uh, Adam has not done well, well on I'd this. I'd say I'm failing miserably Last at this. week he had a hard time with Harry Kane, <laughs> who they have statues made of in England. Uh, not yet, but they will. Um, and I always start with the age. All right, play along at home, see if you can figure out who this Premier League star is before Adam figures out. All right. He's 31 years old. Okay. So he's an older player, right? He wears his nickname on the back of his shirt, a nickname that goes all the way back to childhood, based on a Japanese cartoon character. I'm just—that's just to throw you off. What? The <laughs> he's not <heck>? Japanese. <laughs> okay. He's not. He shares a first name with the biggest hacker in all of soccer, who injured Mo Salah in the Champions League a few years ago. Okay. He was once married to the daughter of the greatest player in his country's history.
1: Okay. Is this uh, Aguero?
0: Very good. All right. (laughs) What was the tip off?
1: Well, I I knew that he was married to Maradona's daughter. And then I was kind of thinking about the, the, the last name too. So, yeah, makes sense. Yes. So, so Luis, right? So is it, what was no, the nickname? No, Sergio. Sergio, that's right. Cer- Sergio Ramos, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's right, yeah.
0: And his nickname is Kun, K. K- yes, U-N, Kun, yes. Which is a Japanese cartoon character. Yeah. I did not know that. Interesting. Um, let's see what else did I find out about him. Uh, he played with Atletico, mm-hmm. uh, teamed up with Fernando Torres yeah. for a while, yeah. Diego Forlan for a while. That's right. Um, he has been in the Premier League since 2011. Yeah, it's been around for a while. Um, he's got more than 170 Premier League goals, which is uh, amazing. Yeah,
1: I think he's the lead in Premier League scorer. maybe yeah. maybe a little bit behind Shearer maybe so.
0: Okay yeah. So there you go. All right, it's time to uh, pick the winners now. okay. last weekend, um, we both did very well on these picks. Okay, uh, not in terms of the score. And like, for instance, <laughs> we picked all the games right, who won, Yeah. Or and, and the draw. That's good. Um, but we were off by one goal here <sighs> and there, and that took us into 46,000th place. Well, <laughs> there you go. This is how hard it is. I know. But somebody did win the 50 grand this week. Wow. So it is possible. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, we'll,
0: we'll keep working at it. Okay, so we got five, five games uh, again this week. Mm-hmm. We'll start with Tottenham at home. Against Sheffield United. Whew.
1: I really do like Sheffield United, the way they're playing and Tottenham struggling. I'm going to go with a 1-0 victory for Sheffield United.
0: That's exactly what my son John chose. Okay. He's picking for me. All right. He's better okay. at it than I am. All right, we've got Leicester at home
1: against Arsenal. I tell you, Leicester's playing great. I mean, I don't know if you got to see yes. much of the game, yes. but they they look tremendous. Scored a really nice goal against Crystal Palace. You know who's playing great? Jamie Vardy. <laughs> He's having a party. Yeah, so Jamie so. Vardy. Yeah, you're right. He's doing great. Leading goal score in the league. I know. 11 goals. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think this is a Leicester win. I think it's a solid 2-0 win.
0: Okay. I've got it 2-1. Okay. Uh, Man U at home. Now, Man U lost again this yeah. past weekend. Uh, this time they're playing Brighton, though, at home.
1: Very inconsistent. You just don't know what Man United teams are going to show up. And, and Brighton's on a good run. They've won their last three. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with a 1 1
0: draw. Okay. Sean has Man U coming back with a 2 0 win. Okay. Uh, then we've got the Wolves at home against Aston Villa. Yeah. That's a good matchup.
1: Yeah, it's a good matchup, good game. I think, uh, you know, this is a local derby, kind of that Birmingham area derby, mm-hmm. Wolverhampton area. So uh, there's going to be a lot of intensity in this match. I'm also going to go with a 1-1 draw.
0: As Sean has it at 0-0. Okay. Um, and then uh, the <sighs> biggest game of uh, this weekend, which mm-hmm. I may be tipping off your TV <laughs> tip, um, Liverpool at home against Man City. Now, last year, yeah. Man City won, and that won the title for them. Mm-hmm. That one game won the title. The same thing could happen this year. Yeah,
1: I, I, I've got a funny feeling that this is going to make it interesting. I, I think Man City's going to come away with the victory and a 2-1 win.
0: Wow. So that's a big prediction. I actually think you're right, mm-hmm. but Sean has it as a 1-1 draw. Okay. Which is possible too. Yeah. No, I I just think that
1: Liverpool's had this great run. It's got to end at some point. Yeah. And if there's going to be a team that's going to knock them off, it's going to be Man City. And
0: how many games have they gone now without a loss? I is
1: think like- it's uh, 19 games. Yeah. Uh, which is tremendous. Yeah. And uh, you know they did lose in the Champions League. Right. But uh, but yeah, I mean they're just doing so well, and there's there's got to be a time when it drops off. Right. And this and really realistically, Man City's the team that could do
0: it. So Yeah, I think so too. Now you mentioned the Champions League. We'll will eventually get to the Champions League, but at this stage, yeah. you know still still group play. Yeah. Still group play. All right. So it is uh now time for uh, I've gotta find it. Here we go. And now the latest Chicago area soccer news. Soccer news. Soccer news. With soccer Coach Adam Coach Adam. What's happening?
1: Yeah, so busy weekend, uh, State Cup this past weekend. So we, we crowned our girls champions this past weekend, which was great. So I'm going to give a shout out to the, the champions real quickly. So 15U uh, girls with Chicago Interred, 16U was uh, GLSA. 17U was FC United Pre-Academy. 18U was uh, Chicago Soccer Academy, CSA. And then 19U was Campton United. So congrats to those teams on their State Cup Championships. And they're going to be representing Illinois at the regional championships in the summer. I believe it is in uh, Indianapolis this year. Okay. So that's great for them. So That's a great there. facility down there at Indianapolis. Yeah, yes, yes, absolutely fantastic. So they'll be there. And then... Uh, we're, we're, we're just uh, running through with some courses. Um, one thing, we do have some courses. We're working with U.S. Soccer. So anybody who has an interest, make sure you pop me an email, doc at org. We've got an 11v11 course on Sunday in the city. So if anybody's interested, that would be a free course. Where in the city? So it's at the Pullman Community Center which is very close to Chicago State University. So if and it's an indoor facility, brand new facility. They just built it. Uh, so if anybody has an interest, pop me an email. I've been emailing a few people so we can get you in in that course. So we're doing a pilot with U.S. Soccer uh, in terms of numbers of uh, how many candidates so we can do in that course. Okay. And uh, just finishing the D license and then ODP. So although we've closed, the the, re- the registration was officially closed, we're still accepting. So it's kind of a soft closing. But uh, if people are still interested in, in, in getting started in uh, registering for ODP, we've got great numbers, over 900 already registered. So so if there's more people that want to come, just let us know. Pop us a note. Okay.
0: And some of the things that you may learn out there would be, uh, well, this. Time now for Adam's tip for the youngsters. <laughs> <laughs> you got one? I, I do. Right.
1: I mean, I think now, I mean, it, it's funny. The weather kind of changed a little bit. We was able to go back outside a little bit this past weekend. Yeah. Um, but I, I would say now with the changing of the weather... If kids can get their soccer ball, get touches on the ball, even in the house... So parents, don't be alarmed. I know they don't want things being broken, but even a little soccer ball where they can Adam, maneuver what's the, it. And
0: what's the number one rule? <laughs> no
1: playing ball in the house. Well, forget that garbage. Okay. Play in the house. Wow. Get your to touches. So uh, I know there's, right. uh, there's what's a... What's your
0: uh, uh, email address again for parents? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: But uh, I know there's a person who's, who really pushes this, Tom Bayer, He's got a, a book about, um, you know, Getting touches as a younger player in terms of in the house, I think it's it's very important. Whether or not they can get little touches, go down in the basement. They're not necessarily shooting at goals, but just maneuvering the ball with their feet. That would definitely be my tip for this winter months.
0: The tip is, I mean, the point is it becomes second nature to have the ball. And and you don't even think about it because when you can look up when you're when you're playing soccer, yes, you become a million times better. Right. Exactly. All right. All right. So I, I was following that one. All right. Here we go. Uh, I think we know the answer to this, but we'll find out in a second here. Now time for
1: Adam's weekend soccer
0: TV tip. Okay, are, are there any big games coming up this weekend? Well, <laughs> as much as we all want
1: to sit down and watch that 6:30 a.m. Tottenham versus Sheffield United match. Yeah. I think it's going to be on Sunday, 10:30. Yeah. At Anfield. Yeah. You're going to have to sit down and watch this one. Liverpool versus Man City. Reds versus the Sky Blues. And like I predicted, I
0: think it's going to be a Man City win. This is two of the best teams in the entire world. Yes. Playing against each other. Loaded lineups, packed to the gills. Right. uh, Playing in an atmosphere that is incredible Mm -hmm. at Liverpool. And uh, two coaches that uh, don't like each other much. Yeah. Yeah. There's a rivalry there. Uh, It's just going to be unbelievable. I can't
1: wait. If you can only watch one game all year, this is the game you watch. Especially at Liverpool because the atmosphere is tremendous. They're going to be so pumped up for this. It's going to be a good one.
0: And and who cares if this game goes beyond noon um, because uh, you're going to miss the Bears. (laughs) Bears stink. There's no reason to watch the Bears anymore. (laughs) That's right. All right. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opie is hippo, backwards, O P P I H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead, it just moved to a better place. radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with our 51st episode <laughs> of Free Kicks. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you.
1: This has been a presentation of Ol Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Lasano
0: and friends. <laughs> I do this podcast. Really? Yeah, you should listen to it. Yeah. What's it called? Well, Lasano and friends.
1: Lasano and friends, or Lasano and friends?
0: No, it's Lasano. It's totally different.
1: Oh, yeah. Go yeah. Oh crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh man. <laughs> It'd be nice if Tony
0: were actually here today for this uh, promo we're doing. No, I think a promo stands on its own better when the star of the show is not in it. Whatsoever. Wow. Are we friends with each other, or just Tony? I'm friends on Facebook. Yeah, we're hey, friends hey, on hey, Facebook. Quite, quite. quite. But, well, yeah. Lasano and friends. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. So yeah. is this really a promo? How long will we go? RadioMisfits.com.